I have been talking off and on referring to the global mind jam. I'm watching the inability that the fragmentation of, of the mind, of human processing, mental processing, short-term memory loss. The other day I was in my wife's car, not my truck, to go do something and I come back into the parking lot and spend three, four minutes looking for my truck. And I'm thinking somebody stole it. <laughs> and I don't have a clicker, but I realized that's not even the vehicle I drove. Five, I was only in the store five minutes. That's this was it. That's hysterical. And that's it. So can you relate, folks? Like, like this is going around. And again, it's the sudden onset yeah. of anything like this. And especially when you start seeing it's shared, it's pretty widespread, that you go, hang on, hang on. The enemy is up to something here. Well, friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of January 15th. Yes. John and Alan in the studio this week, kind of picking up on some themes that we've been building on. Mm -hmm. We started the year with consecrating the year, getting everything kind of under the right. protection and the guidance of Jesus. Um, and then last week's we aired the Disciplines podcast, right? right. Spiritual practices, the things yes. you do to stay strong, to stay well, to be deeply rooted in the wonderful, wonderful life of God. Um, we're going to continue to build on that, but in a very, very unique and specific way this week. And next will be a two-parter. Uh, before we do that, let's do what we always do, speaking of spiritual practices. The, the rhythm of pausing and releasing things yes. is so life-giving. It is so reorienting and recentering that, yeah, we just built it into the show. Over the years, we've built it into our lives. Yes. Twice a day, monastery bells ring out in this building mm -hmm. at 10 and 2 to have everybody do it again. Just pause, let it go, find God. Okay, so let's do that right now. So, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I give everyone and everything to you right now. The start of my week, or if you're listening to this midweek, I release it all. People, projects, emails, due dates, I, I just release everything in order to find you. Take a moment, friends. And as we do that, it is so we can find you, God. It is so we can come back to ourselves and to the beautiful life of God that we are designed to be one with and, and draw upon, feed upon, restore our union, and meet us here in this podcast. Let this be a time of rich, rich nourishment. Amen. Man, I love doing that. I do too. It, so helpful. It works. It works. It's needed. And it's always simpler than, you know, when you think about it, oh, I don't have time to, to just pause right now. But 
when we do, it makes such a difference in the day. I, I'm actually cracking up right now because you got the memo about the black, yeah, the black well, pullover here. Right, oh, right. okay, great. So yeah, we're, we're besties and we're yeah trying to. <laughs> those of you who are watching the podcast by video on YouTube or Spotify, what I'm cracking up at is that Al and I happen to both wear a black sort of pullover this week. <laughs> we normally don't dress the same. Coordinated yeah, outfits. No. Yeah. Okay. So this week and next week, we're going to take you into some very, very important information, um, awareness we want to give you about things unfolding in the world. But before we do that, I was thinking, Alan, about you know, this is a this is a phenomenon of human experience is that way out on the edge of technology or medicine, advances in athletics, right? People are learning things, yes. kind of out there on the fringe, right? right? The cutting edge, yeah. And then that trickles down into modern life, practical life, mm -hmm. our, our day to day, and we get to benefit from that, right? Like what's an example? Well, like, okay, aluminum foil and the lunar program back in the 60s, right? That, oh, wow. Yeah. So the, the entire lunar landing module of the, of the Apollo mission to the moon was foil. Foil. It was. It was wrapped in foil. That was all that was protecting them from the abyss of space was this tiny little thing. Well, they had to get it right. <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah, we, you know, every time you pull out your kitchen drawer and you, you know, use foil, you're actually benefiting from advances. I hope what they had on the way to the moon was thicker <laughs> than what I grill with. Exactly. Uh, I'm hoping. Pretty sure it was. Okay. Okay. So things like that, right? Like most of the major car manufacturers have racing teams. Yes. You know, Toyota's racing development team and their four-wheel drive and they're out in the African bush or whatever. They're doing these rigorous trials. Uh-huh. And they're learning about suspension and handling and steering and that kind of thing. And then you get a better pickup truck. Oh, wow. Right? Your, yeah. your Toyota, right? Yeah. 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 My Tundra. Is the fruit I, of that, right? That's cool. I've got one for you. This affects me probably a third of every day I experience the benefits of this. So, and it's a NASA story. So NASA, when they were trying to decide how can astronauts survive the impact of like, 36G landings and potential crashes and all kinds of things, well, they had to develop this foam. And they call the foam temper foam because it was for hot, high temperature settings as well as kind of padding and safety, right? Yeah. Well, so NASA develops this and uses it. And eventually, like in the 80s, they release the formula and say, now people can use this in their day-to-day -day life. Well, that's how Tempur-Pedic mattresses, okay. which we all use or a lot of people okay. use. Yep. I've been sleeping on one for 15 years. It's been phenomenal. And I never knew the origin. I never knew that started through a space discovery. Yeah. They Okay. Exactly. They didn't start with mattresses. No. They started way out on the cutting edge of, you know, yes. need in science. And, and then it came down into your day-to-day -day life. All those mattresses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what we want to do here. That's, that's the idea that um, because of our place in the world at Wild at Heart, because we have a global community, a global influence, we learn a lot and we face a lot, mm -hmm. um, particularly in the spiritual realm. And what we want to do is daylight some things for you that we think are probably affecting you yeah. 
and how we're praying about it, navigating, living through it. Um, and so, yeah, it's the spirit of that. This is, I don't want to call it the Tempur-Pedic podcast, <laughs> but, but it's like that yeah. in terms of our spirituality and the world we live in. Okay, so by way of reminder, everybody, we are amphibians. Mm. That's how God created the human person. You, you are a you are a spiritual being embodied, right, in a physical presence. Yes. And both are vital, both are wonderful, both, both, you know, are inseparable actually from one another. You know, you live and move and cruise around in the Starbucks and the grocery store and you know, going to the beach and riding a bike, but you live in a spiritual world as well. Yeah. And this idea of amphibians has been so helpful. Yeah, super orienting. Because without that, I think we do begin to assume, no, the world we live in, the physical, the tangible, what we see, the way we think the world works is all there is. Yeah. And we try to invite God in that and hope for a miracle or hope for something, but we see this is the prime reality. Right. Oh, we've been conditioned to it. So you get a headache. Most people just reach for, you know, an Advil or aspirin instead of pausing and going, huh, is something coming against me? Right. Could this be from the kingdom of darkness? Am I experiencing, you know, the bump in the night and the sudden fear, right? And you go, wait a second, there's more going on here because we are amphibians, right? Okay. So back in, it was the very end of 2019, I think, that we began to daylight something for our listeners because we were experiencing it ourselves and noticing it in the world. And you remember we did it, we did a number of podcasts where we were just sort of trying to expose, hey folks, there is a lot of hatred and death yes. rolling into the world. Mm-hmm. And as we prayed about it, we, it was like, oh my goodness, this is totally spiritual. This is from the kingdom of darkness. Right. And then the pandemic rolls through. I mean, months months after we aired that, uh, right? then you have this explosion of death and hatred. Right. And that led to an immense amount of fear, panic. Yep. yep. Um, people shut down. Yep. Or they amped up. Yeah. But, it, but it, yeah, you could see this hatred and death. Once you named it, John, it was a lens to not only interpret what was going on, but also to know how to pray and stand against it. Oh my goodness, Ellen, you, you couldn't talk to someone about masks or vaccines. Right. You, you couldn't have a conversation. Families no. split over this. And as we talked about, churches split and never came back together. Right, the hatred that got in, there was more that was animating the human experience than just human emotion and opinion. Yes. It was this rare, right? But most people saw it all on, going back to amphibians, the physical level, right? Like there was not much spiritual understanding of a deeper story. It Mm. was just, no, it's a mask. You have to put it on if you don't or the other side. Yeah. Yeah, and people got lost in a story that was limited to humanity, not to what's God up to or what's coming against us. Totally, totally. That was the most exasperating part of it, was that you could, I had a very hard time helping people understand, gang, 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 there are much larger forces at work in the world right now. It was so frustrating, it was exasperating, because I couldn't, 
I had a very difficult time helping even mature believers see, hey, there's a lot more going on here. The enemy has rolled out death and hatred. And it wasn't just physical death, right? When you close down schools, when you shut down churches, you know, so many small businesses never recovered. Right. Um, it, it was death of hope and, and dreams and weddings, yes. high school graduations. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we mean by hatred and death. So that was 2019 that we began to daylight that. And then in 2021, we came back on the show to try and daylight the, this experience that we were calling desolation. Mm-hmm. And it was a loss of hope, a loss of heart, a, like a blankness of spirit. Right. But primarily, again, mature people were having this sudden experience, like rapid onset uh, of the loss of God, the loss of faith. Yes. And you remember we had Alex yeah. and JD on the show? Totally. Because they were confessing, hey, we almost wrote our letters of res- resignation. Right. Remember that? Oh, they were, it was, I mean, it was so vulnerable for them to, to just come out, especially on a podcast and talk about that. But what they were naming, again, like the, the things we're talking about with Tempur-Pedic or whatever, they were at the forefront, I think, of what was going through society. Yes. And culture and that desolation, John, it doesn't announce itself. So there's no heads up that this is the battle I'm facing. So if you're not aware, you just think it's you. Yep. Or you think God has abandoned you. Yep. And you don't see the larger story at play. Yeah. Okay. So that was 2021. Yes. It was the spring of 2021, I think, that we said, look, desolation has been released by the kingdom of darkness into the world, yes. heads up, don't make agreements with it. It's not you. Yes. You're not losing your faith. God has not abandoned you. Yes. Okay. And then the emails and texts started rolling in. And I mean, I had a whole year after that of personal friends, loved ones, acquaintances. Well, I would get these May Day. I think I'm done. I think I'm out. Um, and like walking away from faith, walking away well, from yeah. God. And we were hearing leaders say that, like these weren't just the everyday people who were in the trenches, but these were pastors, yes. ministry leaders. Yeah, that's right. Shocking. Yeah, worship leaders yes. Yeah, all over the world. Okay, so um, we're setting you up, gang, to, to understand how these things work, is that out on the edge, kind of the early receivers of it, you know, we experienced this and then we go, holy cow, this is about to roll over the planet. Okay. Um, and remember, okay, what's crazy about that story, the desolation story, that was 2021. So just this year, Barna um, rolled out the results of a 20-year study they did. They, they went back and pulled together a ton of data and what they have, you know, we've talked about this on the show, what they announced was... Um, from 20 from 2000 to 2020 there has been a 50% loss of mature followers of Jesus and by that you're saying they're not going 50% don't go to church anymore or 50% have lost their faith we're not quite sure but what they say in response to the surveys is um i 
I either no longer believe or I'm no longer practicing. Wow. And then it's church attendance as well. They had several barometers of, yes. I read the scriptures daily, I attend church weekly. They were looking for sort of committed, yes. you know, uh, indicators of committed faith. 50% drop-off game. And we, it's like, I want to say, I told you, wow. I told you this was rolling out. Yes. Like, um, and that's still happening primarily in the developed world, um, in, in, you know, the industrialized West, where it's almost like an iron curtain has come down over faith and belief. But in developing countries, and, you know, as we've talked about the incredible conversions to Christ in the Islamic world, I mean, God is moving very, very powerfully in the world, but there has also been this desolation thing. Okay. So we want to do that again That's why we're back on this week and next. We want to daylight some of what's going on in the world because I'm I'm experiencing it. You are, our team is, but I'm also, you know, I spent a good part of the Christmas holidays actually praying with people, friends Mm. uh, from around the world who were getting hammered by some very similar things. So maybe just by way of a bit of a heads up, this is a little bit more of a spiritual podcast. Um, we we often talk about the human heart, the human soul, development of masculinity, femininity, those kinds of things. Um, but this this is we are amphibians, and this is about the other half of reality. Okay, so um, I want to read Re- from Revelation twelve to begin with. We're we're not that far out of the Christmas season, and what is fascinating about the the 12th chapter in the book of Revelation is it gives you an amphibious look into the rest of reality. So you have Christmas, you know, in the natural, right? Away in a manger, the donkey, Joseph and Mary, right? Oh, silent night, you know, kind of thing. All right. Then you get this, you get the other side, heaven's view of it. And it talks about a great sign appearing in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, a crown of 12 stars on her head, and she is in birth. She's about to give birth. And then there's another sign, an enormous red dragon, seven heads, 10 horns. And it's very interesting because it says its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. And most theologians believe Satan has, in his rebellion, whenever that took place, uh, that a third of the angels joined him in in the rebellion yes. and fell, and that's why the world is so populated with foul spirits. Okay, and it goes on to say this, then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And then you get this marvelous triumph of heaven. Then I heard a loud voice say, now have come the salvation and power and kingdom of our God. Right? So you get this dramatic, dramatic battle, the proclamation of this incredible victory. The accuser of our brothers has been hurled down. They triumphed over him. And so now it's actually talking about the believers. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much so as to shrink from death. 
Okay, we'll get back to that. Yeah. All right, so then rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them because heaven's been cleared out. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. And then it's more the story on the birth of Jesus and the role of Mary. And then the, the chapter ends with this. Then the dragon was enraged and went off to wage war. Against who? Not against heaven anymore. Against those who keep God's commands and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Mm. To the friends of God. Right. Humans. Us. Followers. Yeah. Of Jesus. Yes. So this, this reality this amphibious reality of, of a world at war is so critical to our interpretive grid. Just kind of the way, the way you look at things, understand things, whether it's, you know, struggles with your kid at school and maybe a bullying situation or inappropriate attraction to another student or, you know, blow-ups at work and suddenly your whole career is online. Like, do you bring this into your interpretive grid? Right. And and one of the big things from the passage you were reading, John, that is in Revelation, it talks about how the enemy is raging because he knows his time is short. Hey. And that has been, to me, this anchoring way to interpret reality because what the enemy tries to do, especially at the beginning of a year, is to make us feel like our time is short. Mm. You're out of time. There's no way uh, you're going to get through this month. Oh, this year, you're already behind January 15th. Yeah. But his time is what's short. And that rage from him because of that is coming against us. So it's just helpful, again, like you're saying, what is the interpretive grid? Yes. Now, and oftentimes, I'll just say, just speak out loud. If I feel that, no, my time's not short. Yours is. Yeah. And, and just keep moving on in my day. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. Okay, so... This was all trying to get to what we want to daylight. So first off, hatred and death, gang, are still very, very prevalent in the world, mm. and particularly against the friends of Jesus. And so how are we praying about that? Um, if you don't know what to pray, just pray the opposite. So you've got hatred coming against you or your household, and it might feel like acrimony or strife or the blow-up of relationships— or, or just you, you just your heart feels incredibly heavy. Um, I command the love of God, the power of the love of the Almighty God, and our God is a consuming fire of love. Yes, Deuteronomy and Hebrews says, and so the fire love of heaven to cut off all hatred and consume it in it from me and my household, my realm. That's good. Super helpful. Death also still trying to really roll through and just harm, harm humanity. The resurrection of Christ, the river of life against all death and destruction and decreation. Okay. What, what do you mean by decreation? So if you look at the basic plot of the enemy at this point in the world, it, right before the end, right before his demise, he is, it's a scorched earth campaign, and he is simply trying to unmake everything God made. So whether it's the earth mm -hmm. and just the ravaging of the earth, or it's marriage, or it's mental health. I mean, there, there are more therapists, counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists in the world than there ever have been 
more resources, more money devoted to mental health resources, and we are nowhere near meeting the need. Like the the mental health crisis continues to way outpace the need. Well, that is the unmaking of humanity. And I think, I personally believe that it is also being reflected in the gender crisis. You know, when you have rapid onset gender dysphoria among young women at a 5,000% increase in three years. So in three years, 5,000% increase. That is decrease. That that's spiritual gang. That's amphibious. You got to go. Hang on, hang on. That's not sociology. That that's not you know right. peer pressure. Right. Those things are involved. Yes. You bet they are. But when you see something like that, it's just you know ridiculous. Yes. Five thousand percent increase in a couple of years. It's spiritual. The unmaking of things. Okay, does that help? That's super helpful. Okay, yes. you bring. In this case, if you're feeling death, destruction, decreation coming against you, your household. We pray the river of life. The river of life is this powerful, powerful force. Is the life of God flowing to us as a river? The river of life against it. Can okay? I ask one more question? Yep. Okay. Because so, we haven't gotten to what I'm trying to get to. I know, but this, this is going to be super helpful for me and I think others. When do you pray the fire love of God versus the river of life? Do you see? It sounds like those are two separate things. Because hatred and death are separate things. Yeah. So so when you see, like, they may come together, they often come together, but, you know, like, we'll just watch hatred try and get into our marriage, or we'll watch hatred try and get into a relationship. And it's the, it's the rapid onset, it's the sudden that okay. really triggers it, where you're yes. like, hey, I was fine yesterday, and today I'm totally under this cloud, mm-hmm. probably warfare. And then you pray the mm-hmm. fire. Fire love of heaven yeah. against okay. hatred. Okay acrimony, strife, misunderstanding, division, whatever it is that's being expressed in that way, right? Death, much more clear of the end of things, right? Hopelessness that just like it's over, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Trying to bring on the sudden end of things, like no way, no way to death, destruction, decreation in my kingdom, river of life against it. Thank you. Super helpful. Okay, good. Thanks for asking about that. So, okay, I'm trying to get to (laughs) a couple of the big things that are going on. We've mentioned chaos. um, And my goodness, like, so the enemy is the author of of chaos. Again, that's like the unmaking of things, right? To just bring absolute Mm -hmm. pandemonium. Um, And whether it was the airline issues um, last year were just absurd. I mean, I remember walking through... Denver International Airport, and there were cots. I'd never seen it. First time in my life. Cots, blankets, pillows provided by the airlines. This was in June, (laughs) not December, because so many, there was all those, you know, they canceled like, you know, thousands and thousands of flights. Southwest last year in the holidays, a year ago, they just got slapped by the FAA, by the way, with some huge fines for canceling tons of holiday flights. Okay, you're just watching chaos, chaos in the global markets, chaos in uh, in the U.S., in the in the House of Representatives, they couldn't elect a speaker. Right. Remember that? Right. In the fall, it was absolutely, and, they, and they, the news media was calling it chaos. Yes. Okay. Have you seen it? Have you oh, seen chaos? I mean, yes, globally, but I mean, all the news is every night is one story of chaos after another. There's never answers. And personally, Kelly and I have just looked at life and said, nothing surprises us anymore because it feels like everybody has forgotten how to do everything. <laughs> and so like a car repair, 
becomes, you know, this immense hassle or, or nobody knows quite how to do, go from A to B in anything. And so John, yeah, chaos. I mean, I wrote a book about chaos, chaos can't back in 2020, right when COVID was happening, but it wasn't about COVID. It was just about how chaos is constantly coming at us yes. at this moment in time, mm-hmm. yep. trying to get in yep. every way. Yep. Yeah. You mentioned the car thing. A friend of ours, their car has been in the shop for seven months. Seven months. This is a brand new vehicle. It's like a year, it's a year or two old. And they'll fix something and they'll break something else oh, while they're gosh. fixing the new thing. Yes. And then it was, well, we ordered those parts, but we didn't think we needed them. So we sent them back, but now we do need them. But it's going to be two more months before we get those parts. What a nightmare. Chaos. Yeah. Okay. So when you see cha- God, the, the point of this is God always has provision. God always has provision. And and what we have found to be very helpful is to command, to pray, to invoke, enforce the creation glory of the living God because it's filled with the power to create and order Order. and rightness against chaos and the chaos storm that has been unleashed in the world. And again, you can do this throughout your kingdom. You can't unseat this stuff globally, but you can you can get it out of your household. You can get it out of your career, your kids' education, your you know your ministry, your church, your diocese. Yeah, yeah you can do it there. And it's so helpful to remember: God is not a god of chaos. Mm. He is no. a god of order. Yeah. So whatever chaos is coming against us, we don't yeah. have to ask God, "Why are you doing this?" Or yeah. we have to just know: No, we pray God's order yeah. into the chaos. Okay, so I'm looking at my notes here and I go, before we, this is a lot of content already this week. We are going to carry this on in part two, maybe even a part three. But let me jump to the main thing I wanted to out this week. So um, I have been talking off and on referring to the global mind jam. And I just began to notice a phenomenon in myself, in my household, here at the outpost, in our team, uh, of um, fragmented thinking, yes. the inability to string thoughts together, again, rapid onset, like suddenly, out of the blue, why can't I, what was that again? I didn't remember what I was going to say, by otherwise very healthy and otherwise young, vibrant individuals, like literally from 18 years old, to 80. So it's not, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, age. Right. And it's not trauma brain or COVID brain or some of those physical realities. Those things are real. Yes. I'm watching the inability that the fragmentation of of the mind, of human processing, mental processing, short-term memory loss. Yeah. Alan, I was standing in the house yesterday and I had my coat and I had a couple other things. I had my phone in my hand. And I'm like, honey. Where's my phone? <laughs> and she's looking at me and I'm I'm literally holding it. It's that. Wow. I, I experienced it too all the time. I the other day I was in my wife's car, not my truck, to go do something. And I come back into the parking lot and spend three, four minutes looking for my truck. <laughs> and I can't find my truck. And I'm thinking somebody stole it. <laughs> And I don't have a clicker like a on my key fob for yeah. my wife's car, so I can't beep. 
So I'm trying to beat mine for the truck and I'm like, yeah. it's not even here. And finally, thankfully I was alone because my wife would have given me so much grief. But I realized that's not even the vehicle I drove. Oh five, I was only in the store five minutes. That's this it. Was, that's hysterical. And that's it. So can you relate, folks? Like, like this is going around. And again, it's the sudden onset yeah. of anything like this. It, and especially when you start seeing it's shared, it's pretty widespread that you go, hang on, hang on. The enemy is up to something here. But then, and this was a lot of what we were noticing this last year in 2023, a lot of what we were praying with people over the holidays over, then it takes a much more severe form where you might wake up in the middle of the night or unable to sleep because you are just getting jammed with this barrage of mm -hmm. thoughts. And it's like a mental tornado where you just can't, you can't get your thoughts together and it's just boom, 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 boom. And we've done a lot of praying about this and it is spiritual. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that every expression of short-term memory loss is spiritual. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there is a, something has been rolled out just like desolation got rolled out, just like hatred and death, this global mind jam. In Ephesians 2, verse 2, Satan is called the prince of the powers of the air. And, and I think it is like in the air. I think it's in the frequencies. I think there is this bombarding. And you will find it very, very helpful, folks, to use the blood of Christ to cleanse your mind every day. And I mean, this, this is ancient practice, okay? Yes. And, and those who are in church traditions that celebrate the sacraments, you know, daily or weekly, that's really good. The blood of Christ to, and I do it out loud deliberately, I cleanse my mind mm. with the blood of Jesus. I cleanse my thoughts with the blood of Christ. And then in uh, Romans, 12, uh, Romans 8, it's talking about, but the mind governed by the Holy Spirit is life yes. and peace. So then I ask, Holy Spirit, please govern my mind. I am being assaulted. Something, some kind of jamming, some kind of apparatus is going on here. And I think it literally is like an apparatus. It is, you know, the enemy has technologies. He does. Right. And so he, here's what we pray. Cleanse my mind with the blood of Christ. Holy Spirit, govern my mind. I put on the helmet of salvation. And then we pray, command the destruction of the global mental assault, the global mind suppression here in our household, like against me right now, or the person I'm praying yes. for, or our child, or whoever it is, yes. right? Yes. Does that make sense? Makes sense. This is huge. In Zechariah 2.5, there is this beautiful promise. And he says, I will be a wall of fire around you and the glory within. I'll be the fire around you and the glory within. That's the amphibious life. So, I mean, that's like when the fire of heaven comes down in the Old Testament, stuff happens. Right. Whole that's armies huge. get yeah. consumed. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the fire of heaven, the fire love of God, and the glory of God, which is like the saturated manifest presence mm. of God, the life-giving, powerful, wonderful presence of God. I use that against this stuff. So when the global mind jam is coming on and, and it'll, it'll express itself in a lot of different ways, 
um, subtly, it's, I can't find my car in the parking lot. Right, right. I'm holding my cell phone. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but more aggressively, you know, I've, I've just had mature, mature, mature believers reach out to me in the last several months and say, I think I'm losing my mind. Yeah. I th- like it's that severe. Yes. Because they're just under this barrage, this mental tornado. Okay. Fire and glory. I call down immediately to destroy the mental assault, to destroy the apparatus, yes. whatever it may be. Yes. Uh, you know, whatever tools, equipment, technologies that the kingdom of darkness is using to right. bring this over me. Right. Destroy it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with holy fire and with glory. And John, that is so different than I think we tend to do. Like when I see friends and I work with creatives and others, writers, who as their capacity mentally goes down because of everything we've described, well, what they're tending to do is look to AI or chat GPT or other things to help them write a story or or come up with whatever they're trying to do for answers. So it's almost like we're giving ground. I'm not naming everything AI is, is spiritual, but what I am saying is we need the mind of Christ. We don't yes. need artificial means to pump up our, our day. Yeah. Well, it's just like using sugar or caffeine to get you through the rest right. of the day, right? right? Like your body is actually designed not to need that. Yes. And so when we find ourselves in a position of decreation, when our humanity is being assaulted, God has provision. He does. We are amphibious. The kingdom of heaven is full of resources for our help. Yes. Okay. And then, you know, the basic thing is just pray the opposite of whatever it is. If it feels chaotic, Pray for the creation order of the living God who is able to literally speak order out of chaos, right? Yes. If it feels like hatred, bring love. It feels like death, bring life. But this particular thing, this global mind jam, I think it's actually connected to the falling away. I think it's connected to that 50%. I think it's connected to a lot of things going on right now um, because the enemy is the prince of the power of the air. And it feels like what he's using. It is this barrage of mental confusion um, and and assault to just it's fragmentation, right? It is. And and therefore, you know, I cleanse my mind with the blood of Christ every day. I put on the helmet of salvation every day. But when this stuff is coming on strong, fire and glory from the living God to destroy the global mind suppression from the enemy that is assaulting me or someone I love. And like, we have gotten almost instantaneous results from this. And then that's the other out. Like when you do that and it works, you're like, okay, so that was spiritual. It wasn't just me. John, what, what do you, what would you describe as the ultimate goal of the enemy with the global mind jam? Like what is the end game coming at us with that? Ooh. Um, we told you this was like a very spiritual podcast and kind of very mature um, because we don't just roll this stuff out all the time. You know, we're not chicken little and we're not always running around saying, you know, the sky is falling. I think 
Well, Paul talks about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he talks about the great falling away uh, before the return of Christ. I think we're in it. I think we're seeing it. I think the Barna data, 50%, like how much more do you want? Right. Well, this, this ability to assault and to fragment the human mind and attention and capacity, I think it's really assaulting faith. I think it's it is assaulting people's grasp of reality. I think it is connected to the rapid onset gender dysphoria phenomenon of five thousand percent increase in three years. I mean, something is coming on them, causing them to believe certain things about themselves. I think it's all of that. I I think that the enemy is just yeah. He's rolled out something very strong. And here's the fascinating thing about spiritual warfare. Most of the time, it tries to operate at just a low enough grade that you don't resist it. Most of the time, it tries to just linger in the background, you know, mistrust in a marriage, accusation, just that little kind of thing. Um, But this is fascinating. But the moment you resist it, the moment you go, "Uh uh-uh, I, we are praying against this. We are, no, we are resisting this. Woo. Like you will suddenly meet right. how large this actually is. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, that almost destroyed our marriage. And we didn't even know it was spiritual or, you know, X, yes. Y, Z, yes. whatever it may be. As soon as you resist it, you will discover, oh, holy cow, this, this thing is quite forceful and malevolent. Right. Yes. It's, yes. And here's the great news, everybody. Yes. It's not just you. Yes. Like that is the great news about having an amphibious view of the world and understanding Revelation 12. He went out to make war. You live in a world at war. It's so encouraging because you go, wait a second, all this, this battle of fear, this isn't just me. Yep. It's not just you. This struggle with my sexuality is not just me. That's right. It's not just you. Because you can just begin to feel like I am such a broken person. Yes. I'll never get better. Yes. I'll never be whole. You know, uh, 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 uh. You know, I'll never get my car out of the shop. What is this? You go, oh, that's chaos. Yeah. You can shut that down. Mm. Right. We have we have everything we need. I want to end this on a high note. I, I want you to read Ephesians chapter one, Alan. Start, okay. Starting around like verse 17, the, just the victory that God has provided in Jesus Christ. Here's Ephesians 1. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people as incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what he's describing there 
is far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. Those in the Greek, those are the various ranks of foul spirits, mm. okay? The, the whole spiritual realm is built on authority and kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness has generals and sergeants and privates and that kind of thing. And what he's saying is Christ has been raised above all of it. Yes. And his name is above every name yes. in heaven and on earth. And it has been given to the church. It says God did this for the sake of his people. So we get to operate, move, and live in the fullness of the triumph of Christ as these various things assault us. Yes. Okay. So we're going to come back next week with part two and um, yeah, just kind of pick up where we left off. That's a lot, gang. That's a lot. And if I were you, I would actually listen to this again. Or, or you know, if you're a listener and you haven't watched the video version, you can jump on Spotify or YouTube and maybe watch the video. Just in other words, let it come through again. Let it come through again and take some notes and go, oh, I'd need to pray about that. I'm going to write that down. Oh, I'm going to, that's really helpful. I'm going to write that down. We are going to put in the show notes a link to the prayers on our app and on our website. We have a whole roster of really powerful prayers. The daily prayer, the extended daily prayer, a bedtime prayer, a, a prayer for life against death. So, there, there are resources available. Yes. We'll put that yes. in and we'll come back next week and, and pick up the conversation.